Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. We heard the shocking news today that there's been a spike in overdoses in the last week. Dozens of people suffered an overdose after taking heroin, which we know was laced in nitazine. This is a powerful synthetic opioid. At least 59 people have overdosed, but thankfully no deaths have been reported as of yet. This prompted, of course, the former drugs minister, Eleanor Ridon, to comment. He said Irish society hates heroin users and does not value their lives. I don't know if I agree with that, and do you? I don't think we hate them, but certainly people don't have a huge amount of time for drug users. And it's not that we hate them. I mean, there's nothing we can do. I can't do anything about somebody in the middle of the city, you know, injecting themselves. That's their choice that they do that. Anyway, the spike in overdoses brings into light the question of the injection centres. Indeed, Aaron Reardon said some of the overdoses would likely have been avoided if there was a supervised injection facility in Dublin, which I don't believe for a minute, by the way. However, legislation that paved the way for the first such facility was passed back in 2017. But attempts to get one up and running have been mired in all sorts of controversy, delays and planning problems, mainly objections from the locals. Now, when you hear about the nitazine and other frightening drugs like, you know, fentanyl, uh, I think it's a fentanyl, uh, which we now know are killing thousands in North America. I think we need to get serious about these sites. We have legislation. Are we going to have them? Would you agree with one near you? Do you agree they should be part of our response to drug use? Or do you think they are a signal we are given in and respond, and that's how we're responding to drug use? Do injection centres imply that we have accepted that people will take heroin and we're basically aiding and abetting in the problem? Or do you believe they're necessary, a necessary evil? What do you think? Do you agree with injection centres? Let me know what you think. The number, as usual, 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me go to Joe. Joe, no show like a Joe show. And certainly not. Good evening, Niall. How are you doing again? I'm good, Joe. Nice to talk to you. I, what's the, what, by the way, what's the weather like in Cork? I have to say, up this end of the country, it's like gale force winds out there. It's like the middle of winter. The weather here. The weather is lovely here in Cork. It's actually very mild, Nile. It's actually, you know, there's no cold at all. It's just a normal, grand November evening. No wind or anything. Oh, jeez. So, you want to see it out there? It's lucky the windows are thick here. It's howling out there. Howling. Uh, no, we don't have any of it here at the moment. No, the last two days now have been lovely, thankfully. Good. Well, so, that's, that's nice to know. There's no, such, there's no such thing as the end of the world when it comes to the weather here, anyway. <laughs> the end is nigh. The end is nigh. The end is nigh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Joe, injection centres. How would you feel about an injection centre, say, being built around the corner from you? Oh, I'd object to them straight away, Niall. I wouldn't have them at all near me. I wouldn't even have them anywhere near anyone because I think, number one, the problem uh, with injection centres, especially in this country, is that they wouldn't be supervised anyway because if you start uh, bringing one injection centre into an area, you'll end up with probably a million a million injection centres after a while. And there'd be no supervision because, you know, in this country, the Irish uh, authorities can't supervise anything. They talk about doing things, but when it comes to doing anything, they don't get it right. They mm. never have got it right. No, they never do. So I would be totally against injection centres um, because I think that we have made, there's enough drug users around the area. In fact, there's a place up by me there, Penny Dinners, which does mm. good work now for yeah, the Yeah, they do. Poor. I know. I'm, I'm aware of them. Yeah. I'm not going to criticise it, but there's a lot of abuse of it as well. In fact, Katrina Toomey had been on local radio here many times saying about the amount of... Uh, 
abuse you got from uh, heroin users. Mm. Um, Do you, you feel know, sorry for uh, heroin users? Because Aon O'Riordan believes that people hate heroin users. That's a very strong word, hate, by the way. I don't hate uh, them. I just don't have, don't think about them. Uh, Do you feel it, sorry about it? Do you feel sorry for heroin users? Uh, I don't feel sorry for them because, look, that's their life. If they want to go down that road, let them off. But the way I look at it is there's, a, there's an alternative way to getting on in life than going down that road. Like, it's kind of surprising. I'm surprised Aidan O'Riordan has actually mentioned that because he's probably one of the biggest woke lefties uh, in this country, you know. Well, so he, well, he does. He want, well, in fairness, he does. The Labour government and Aidan O'Riordan want to decriminalise all drugs um, oh, yeah. and, and so have like a health-based approach, that. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, I, but I mean, getting back to the, the, the idea of an injection centre is, and they've tried it in a few countries, there's some levels of success in relation to overdoses, but I don't know what levels of success they have in bringing in the wrong people into an area. That's a problem. Yeah. So, and, and they also have to change legislation because if you have an injection centre, say, I don't know, near you, Joe, in the local village near you, whatever it is, right? There yeah. has to be a, an area, I think, whatever, two square miles around that injection centre where they can't criminalise drugs because how can people go to the injection centre otherwise? So yeah. it causes a huge amount of problems with planning up, planning and all sorts of things and usually mainly objections from local people. But the idea is that you supervise people and you give people advice while they're there who are taking drugs and you give them clean needles and stuff like that, you know, which reduces the amount of HIV and reduces the amount of hepatitis. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a fair point. No, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with them, by the way, I'm just giving you, that's what yeah. they say, they're the positives, oh, yeah. allegedly. But so look, don't, don't buy my local park there, it actually used to be a famine grave, it was actually dug up in 2008, uh, they took away all the famine graves because there were people going in, uh, urinating on top of the graves, and it was an absolute disgrace, oh, you know? yeah. so the council had to, had to dig up the graves, and I think they put them out to St. Joseph's Cemetery because they have a place out there now for, for the for the famine, uh, pe- the people who died from the famine, which makes more sense because yeah. the grave, sadly, in the last, I think in the last, I think since the 1970s, there's been a major problem with heroin use in this country anyway. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching a documentary on RT there many, many years ago. I think it was uh, Pat Butler. You might remember him. Yeah, Former I RT do. journalist. Yeah, yeah. He was a good journalist in his day. You know, he's probably an, an old-style journalist. Mm. And he reported the amount of heroin. He was offered... Uh, heroin for sale by certain drug users. Now he was doing it undercover, like he was an undercover reporter. Yeah. And the abuse with drugs uh, was unbelievable, like you know. But I certainly, I certainly wouldn't agree. I wouldn't agree with it because I'm 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 conservative now, like yourself. I'm old school, and I think that we have to be very careful because what what I'd be worried about is that I don't think it would be supervised properly in this country because this country has a failure of doing anything right. Right, okay. No, I get you. Um, I get you. I can understand why that, people would that feel that way. Problem, right? Okay, well, stay there. Hello. Stay there for a second, Joe. Sean, hi. How are you? How are you doing, Niall? How uh, are you? Joe would have no faith in the government to run injection centres properly because they don't do anything right. And he's, he's perfectly right. They don't do anything right in this country. Yes. Yes. And I, I agree with that. And I bet you why, Niall. Um, for the simple fact is that we have a community centre here. Why beside us, not? A which? A what centre? A, a, a community centre. Oh, okay. And okay. They're, they're doing the treatment so they obviously go in and get their foy um in you know yeah the local community center and that's one whatever boy it's one boy um and that's what they do but the fact of the matter is well um they're outside they're you know they're out ahead they're swapping foy they're 
um, you know, I see other guys there, Dan, and they're getting stuff off them and this, that, you know, right beside my house. Mm. So why in the fuck would I be in favour of an injection centre when I have <sighs> these are, yeah, mm. get where I'm coming from? Yeah, no, no, I understand, yeah. I do understand why you, you wouldn't know, be in favour so, of it. No. You've, you've already got enough problems it, going on. Yeah. We, we, we've enough problems going on in the area with, we're getting their, they're getting their foy. Now, it is a community drug scheme or whatever they're running or, you know, whatever's happening. But, you know, I, I, I do get... Well, I, here's the thing. I don't see it working, right? Because let's say they put an injection centre in around Tampa Bar or wherever Merchants Arch, wherever the hell it's going to be in there, right? And I can't see drug users from Tala or Finglas or... Because let's be clear, most drug users don't live in the city, Right. So, or wherever they go, I can't see them getting on a Lewis or getting on a bus to go all the way into Merchant's Arse just to stick a needle in their arm. I, I you know, I just don't see hope. that happening. No, 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 they won't bother. Why would they bother doing that? No, I tell you what, I, t- I tell you what they might do now. I tell you what they might do. So, with this, you know, what's going on in my community centre, what they might do is try to do what they're doing now, and um, which is, which is as what you just, you know, said there, mm. um, you know, but. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Noel, I think they do get clean needles anyway. You know, while they're in there getting a foy, um, in case they do do heroin, yeah. I'm really sure, I'm really sure that they can bring dokey needles to yeah. the, the clinic. And, and I'm really sure they can get clean needles and condoms and this and that and the other. I'm really sure that those are going anyway. Yeah. So... Okay, so so you're 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 a no no. So and and by the way, this idea that Aidan O'Reilly said that Irish society hates heroin users. Now, I I think I hate is a really I strong word, isn't it? Yeah, I don't I don't hate them. Look, that 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 that's some mother's son, some mother's daughter, um, that's somebody's son and daughter. I don't I look these guys need help, you know, and you know. You know, I don't know what, what's going to... You know, God love them. They they are going to need help, in, in, you know, and, and they do need help. Mm. Um, you know, but to be honest with you, I don't know what, you know, what kind of help, you know, that we're going to have to give these people because these people, is, sometimes they don't want to, you know... They don't Some of them don't, you know, they have to want to help themselves. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yes. But stay you there. Know, I want to um, go to Kathleen as well. Kathleen, hi. Oh, hello now. Hello, Kathleen. Nice to talk oh, to you again. Yeah, yeah, and you now. And uh, by the way, it was lovely to talk to your daughter on the podcast. She's a wonderful person. Oh, my daughter. Yeah. Oh, she's a she's a rogue. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> she's she she's good a fun. Good point. Yeah, she is great fun. Um, anyway, getting back to injection now. centers. Do you do you agree with the idea? Yeah. Well, now uh, they do give. Uh, I used to uh, work in Merchants Key. Uh, in uh, 1999, like 23 years ago. Okay. I did a shift. I did a CE scheme in Merchant Key. And I know for a fact that uh, they, they do give clean needles in there because I used to know That's the right, yeah. that, that, that worked out there. You know, bless him. I don't know if he's doing it anymore now, but he's a lovely gentleman. But I, I mean, realistically, it's not a great idea, but. What is the percentage? Is there many people injecting and dying as a result of it? You know. Well, there is. Well, there is. Every year, you get a few drug users will die of an overdose. Yeah, I. 
Yeah. Now you could say that's self-inflicted, but yeah. but in saying that, what's happening is too a lot of the stuff that they're getting is not real. It has opioids in it and stuff like that, which yeah. it's impure. I understand that. And yeah. and that's another reason for the injection center. They can they can check all of that before they inject it or. And this is I the think whole. Merchants Key. I think Merchants Key was talking about opening an injection centre, weren't they? That's what. Well, that's. I think that's roughly where it's going to be. But I mean, if you've ever driven by Merchants Key, for those listening tonight, it's down obviously on the left hand side of the keys as you go out of town towards Houston yeah. Station. But but some of the individuals that hang around there, you know, I don't. There's a lot oh, of people wouldn't want. Oh, you come walk by it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think a lot of people would want that in their housing estate or near their housing no, estate. No, 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 and behind it as well. We used to have. Uh, they used to have a coffee shop and they used to bring them in, you know, give coffee and, you know, sandwiches and things like that back in when I, years ago, I don't know if they do it now or not, but uh, that's not the issue here. I think it's a shame for that, that area must be known, uh, you know, for for people with addictions. But and do you, do you feel sorry for people with addictions? <clears throat> I think they need help and I don't think there's enough uh, treatment centres I think they've cut back on the spending. Mm. I think they should be forced to go to a treatment centre. No. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Sean. I'll put them out out somewhere. See see that woman nailed is on the head there. Kathleen, Uh, yeah. What's her name? Kathleen. Kathleen. Fair play to Kathleen for what you're saying. Um, And I feel strongly about this. Um, That's what Kathleen said, Noel. Um, We we don't need needle centers or, you know, um, anything like this. You know, what we need is, Noel, if if this counsellor, what's his name? Oh, no, you're you're talking about Eleanor Reardon. Yeah. Yeah. If if he was to do anything for the people that are on drugs and on heroin, what he should be doing is um, setting up more treatment centers, as that woman says. Yeah. Uh, And she's bang on. Yeah. She's bang on. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the problem, with, yeah, but but lads, the or, the or ladies, the problems with treatment centres is they don't have a great success rate. And I remember reading many years ago, like something like eighty percent don't even finish the, the the treatment, and out of the twenty percent that do finish the treatment, eighty percent of those go back on drugs again as soon as they get back in the streets. But Noel, do you know what I wanted to point out? You know, um, a friend of mine, um, and he is a good friend of mine, and he to wait three months to get on the treatment plan. Like, mm. You shouldn't be able to wait for three months, now. Well, you have to be um, clean before no, you can get onto it, yeah. yeah. No, I know, and he did, yeah. he did, Noel, he did, and and, and he done well, Noel, and, and and thank God he's doing very well. Mm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, Noel, the, you shouldn't be waiting three months, you know, and all this bollocks of, you know, mm. waiting um, to get on treatments and, and be clean and the whole lot. These, these guys should be taking these guys on very, very fast. There's, there's no, there is no, there's, there's nothing for anybody if they want to get clean. Alcohol, drugs, the whole lot. There's not enough treatment centres in Dublin. There's not enough treatment centres in Ireland mm-hmm. to treat the people. You see, that's the problem as well, Noel. And yeah. the government had to address this force before um, just turn around, oh, yeah, yeah, we we'll do needle centres, we'll do this, we'll do that. But, yeah, you know, but I, it's I absolutely think I agree crazy. with you. I think, it's, I think it's a horrible thing that the country is going to accept that if you're going to open a treatment centre, what does that say? Well, yeah, we don't mind people banging up or using needles. But nobody wants that. Nobody. Yeah, I, I think what concerns people most, and locals or businesses, particularly around Merchants Key or whatever it is, what concerns them is is that it draws people into the area 
that weird, let, yeah. let's be clear I'm not, I'm not having a pop at every single drug user but many of them are undesirable yeah but many of them are undesirable let's be clear about it you know there are people who will steal to get money for drugs yeah well that, that's what I'm saying Noel for, for, for prevention is better than cure Noel and, and if we open yeah. up enough you know um, you know, there's not enough treatment centres as I said Noel mm. uh, for alcohol or drug addiction in this country and anybody that wants to get on an alcohol or drug addiction scheme, Jesus, the, the waiting list is, is, is absolutely disgraceful now. You know, it is. Mm. It's absolutely disgraceful. You know, we, we need to get on form on this and we need to sort this out as a society because Ireland, we have an awful lot of alcoholics in, uh, alcoholics in Ireland. We have an awful lot of u- uh, drug use in Ireland and we need to address this with treatment programmes, not, not needle centres. Okay, okay, well, well, hang on both of you there for a second. Let me go to Glenda as well. Glenda, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you, Niall? How are you? Good. Glenda, firstly, do you agree with the, the principle of injection centres or would you would you no. object if it was in no. your area? Yes. Okay. For the simple reason is um, that's only um, enabling. Yeah, I would agree. It's, it's only enabling big time. Um, we had yeah. one of the best, best health service um, mental health hospitals in the whole of Europe, I believe, in Ballinasloe, and they shut it down. And why did and they, they why why, why did they shut it down? Lack of funding, was it? Oh, so called lack of funding. Okay. It was prime prime area for looking after any any addiction. Yeah. Whether it be drugs, alcohol, everything. It got thousands thousands of people sober down through the years you know and help them with their mental health people don't decide to take drugs they don't decide to take drugs they take drugs because they can't deal with what's going on in their head so they need to get out of their head mm. that's what what drug abuse is getting out of your head let's be honest about it well yeah it's an alternate reality for them yeah exactly nice so if you find out why they need to get out of their head, you are getting to the core issue of why people do drugs. And let's face it, the biggest drug in Ireland, and it's legal, is alcohol. I, I would agree. Yes, and I would agree. Alcohol. Yeah, and and alcohol, I'm sure, directly and indirectly, kills more people than uh, any other drugs. Yep. Without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. But you, I, I believe that if um, you get to the core issue of it it, it, it is because people's mental health, because they haven't been able to deal with um, situations or issues or emotional situations that they haven't been able to cope with. But see, the problem is the societal view of drug users, you know, is that they're junkies, they're a waste of space, and that they're dangerous. And that's a societal view. And by the way, it's not a completely incorrect view because we all know, and I've spoken to drug users on the air many times, and they would steal from their own mother to get money for drugs. They would. But yeah. That's, that's, that's where the devil's poison takes you. Mm. Yeah. It becomes your friend initially and then it robs you of everything. Your loved ones, your life, eventually. Mm. Niall. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, hang, on, hang on, Glenda. Sorry, Sean just wants to say something to you there. Go ahead. Sean, go ahead. And, and and that's we're all aware of this, Noel. That that this happens, and you know, they, 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 
the robbing the mold, not only that, the robbing their own selves of a, of a decent yeah. life and a, de- and, and a decent, um, you know, way of life, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it's, it's very important to think that this, this is this is a human at the end of the day. Um, and, and what Glenda said there, giving, uh, you know, giving them drugs, uh, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's not the way forward. It's not the way forward. The only way forward is, it, it is rehabilitation. It's it's more centres for rehabilitation. I know a guy that went to the UK to get rehabilitated because there wasn't yeah. any places here in Ireland. It's absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely, you know, and he, he wants rehabilitation and he paid good money, Noel, to do this. It's not, it's the state didn't pay for this, Noel. The family, the family paid for this, Noel, and it was big money to do this. But, hey, but here's the thing, and I'll say this to both of you. I see the problem getting a lot worse over the next 10 years. I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. not only are we not helping people with rehab centres, as you rightly pointed out, and good programmes that actually work, right? But you've got political parties there now at the moment who are campaigning currently to legalise or decriminalise Class A drugs. Now, if that happens, and if that happens, we're going to see a lot more people uh, becoming addicted yeah. to drugs. We've enough, as Glenda rightly pointed out, we have enough problems in society with alcohol. Look at the amount of problems alcohol causes between domestic violence, public order problems, etc., etc. So we have enough problems with alcohol, but without legalizing another bloody problem. I totally agree Absolutely. with you. Totally yeah. agree with you. And it starts with education. It starts with education in primary school level. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's okay to be not to be okay. It's very much so. It's okay not to be okay. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. okay to be sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's okay to feel what you feel. Yeah, and it's okay to talk to other people about it too. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, exactly. Aon O'Riordan said Irish society hates heroin users. I, I, you know, I don't know where Aon is getting I, this from. I'd, I'd, I'd hate politicians more than I'd hate drug Bill. users. Boom, fucking boom. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. I mean, I, I do think that society is cautious of drug users. A, a There's no doubt about that. Junkie, a so-called junkie oh. has never told the lies that our so-called politicians have told. Very good. You know, our, and, and, and so-called and you know what, junkies or drug users have never robbed Ireland of what politicians have robbed Ireland of. Um, can, I, can I even say something there, Noel? Yep. Um, what what was the guy? Um, ah, he's a he's a lovely guy, you know. Um, Who? He was on he, he was on RTE there, and he says it, it wasn't the the uh, the guys in tracksuits that robbed the country. It was the guys in suits that robbed the country. And um, oh, he was on the late late show. Yeah, what was his name? He was on the late late show. Yeah, yeah, nice guy. Emma Kerwin. Emma Kerwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he nailed it. He nailed it because it's yeah. it's not the guys in tracksuits, and it's not you know it, it was. There was, there was the guys in suits. And, and, and you know what? He's right to a degree. Yes, the guys in the suits, the bankers, particularly those Manglo Irish, robbed the country and destroyed the country. And here we go point. again with RTE, Noel. Here we go again okay. with RTE. But, but, but lads, now, to be fair, the guys in the tracksuits can be a problem too. When I talk about the guys in the tracksuits, I'm talking about drug users, right? They, they the can be a problem too. They aren't a problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. But not as many of them. You know, this is the fact is, Noel. That They're robbing the themselves the more suits. than anything else, yeah. The guys in the suits yeah. are, 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 you know, they're dumbing us down, they're dumbing us down, they're, they're, you know, they're killing us as family, and they're killing us. Noel, 
the fact of the matter is, and 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 this is going, you know, this is this is not only about um what 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 Aaron or Aaron or whatever his name is that said about you know so called junkies and this that this is killing us. This this is killing me as a parent. This is killing me as a you know as my children. Well, no, well, no, to be clear, Ayala Raiden has never referred to a drug user as a junkie. He hates that word, actually, in fairness. But what he said is, is that he was referring to the, or to put it into context, of the fact that, you know, we don't care about drug users. And he said Irish society hates heroin users. Now, I, I do believe that. And he says they don't uh, and does not value their lives. You know, uh, no, I do believe that's a bit strong. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe we hate drug users. I believe that maybe we ignore us. Sorry, Glenda. Let's call a spade a spade. One of the biggest drug dens in Ireland is what we are all looking up to. Leinster House. It's not that long ago they've done a sweep of the toilets and everything else and they found the posh drug of cocaine in the toilets and everything else. Mm. That's it. That's yeah. it. Well, I, I did put a challenge out two or three years ago there when we were talking about that particular story you're referring to where there was they found you know, cocaine in the toilets or, or traces of it, whatever it was. And the challenge I put out was, would every minister in the morning and every TD be willing to take a random cocaine test? I seriously doubt it. Yeah. I seriously yeah. doubt it. I'd be interesting to see who'd say no. <laughs> a drug and alcohol test. But you see, here's the, here's the problem with drugs, right? We look at drugs differently when it's different people, right? So, for example, when Johnner in Tala dies of an overdose, nobody cares, really. Do you know what I mean? No, ah, he was only a... Yeah, okay, yeah, he's a waste of space. Ah, sure, he had it coming to him. When Jerry Ryan dies, because he's a South Side, it's a very different story, isn't it? We are, or what was that famous, Katie French. And by the way, condolences to their families and everything else. But when they die, it's treated it's treated differently. It's talked about differently. Yeah. But they're all the same. They're all drug users. You know what I mean? But now I'll say this thing to you. There's a difference between the upper class using drugs and the so-called lower class using the drugs. 100%. There's only one real difference. That's where they're buying it. Whether you're buying it in the Four Seasons or down a lane at the back of the square in Tala, that, that's the only difference, really. Unless the only difference is they have... They're somebody's son or daughter or grandchild mm-hmm. or aunt or uncle. You know? Well, stay there, both of you, for a second. Let me just go to Jason as well. Jason, hi, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm good. That's good. What do you um, say? There's a lot of misconceptions there about people that do drugs. Not everybody that does drugs is emotionally damaged or emotionally destroyed. Some people do them because they, all their mates are doing them, they do them, and then they like doing them. I mean, I, I was in treatment, I think I told you this before, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. I went in for alcohol and for cocaine. But I didn't do it because I was emotionally damaged. I started doing drugs when I was 13. And by the way, I'm from a private estate. I'm not from a council estate. I grew up in a nice house. None of my brothers and sisters ever done anything wrong in their lives. Mm. But when I went to school, I went to a different area because it was a nice school, blah, blah, blah. And everybody thought it was the only thing to do. I got in with a bunch of youngsters. And by the way, remember years ago, the guard used to go around and do the drugs talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he'd been in to show you bits and pieces. That's where we figured out about hash. Now, I'm going back to the 80s, yeah? So by the time I was 13, I was smoking hash in secondary school. And this was a, what would cla- be classed as a nice school. Yeah. By the time I was 16, dance music hit the, hit, hit the country. 
So we got our first ecstasy tablets. I, I wasn't emotionally damaged at all. Me and all the mates, my, my mates hung around me. That's, we grew up that way. And we came from a nice area. Some ended up on heroin. And the reason they ended up on heroin was because they were convinced that that was the next level to that. Me never went on intravenous drugs in my life because I just never liked needles. Now, I'm in my 40s now, you know, that nearly 50 now. I just smoke my bit, bit of weed. But that's because I won't take any other tablet just in case I get addicted again to something. So for all the pains in my body through all the years of dancing and messing and just growing up and you know yourself, I'm in a lot, I have a lot of things wrong with me back and my neck and all, but, so I smoke a bit of weed. So not everybody that does drugs is doing it because of emotional damage. Some people just got into it because it was who they hung around yeah, with. But you, yeah, but, yeah, but Jason, you were never strung out. I was on cocaine and alcohol, and that's what cost me my first marriage, Noel. Working hard with all the pain in my body, I was on painkillers that were lice with codeine. Somebody gave me coke, said it was much better, and to keep me going. Walk and walk. I was walking for myself. I was walking night and day, 18 hours, 19 hours, some days. I was literally going on no sleep. I fell asleep at a set of traffic lights one night in my van, and it was a guard that woke me up. But, um, and it, by the way, it was a decent guard that got me into treatment, but everything broke down on me, and I lost everything. I was on my knees. And it was a guard that got me into treatment. There is some good treatment centers, and I'll give one out to Sister Concilio and Sister Agnes. Mm. Um, and Vera. They looked after me. Ter- and great. And put me back on my feet. You've met me and I in the last whatever years. I'm back on my feet, a whole new family. Yeah. Now, in relation to these drug tra- um, injection centres, isn't it a necessary evil? The drugs are in this country since we know the family that brought them in. There was a documentary done on them back in the 70s. The Duns, yeah. You know the family yeah. were taught the Duns. Yeah, right? the Duns, yeah. They ruined this country. And that's why people have a negative effect or a negative attitude towards drug dealers. I have a daughter growing up in the north inner city. And once a year, on the big tree outside where she lives, they tie ribbons for all the, the people who have died. Yeah. She has a lot of ribbons to put on that just from her family alone. Okay? Mm. Now, my family, on the other hand, we've never done it, so it's never been an issue. But, not, you know what I mean? We have to have them somewhere. Do we want them dropping? On the side of the streets. At least this way, in there, you have a chance of talking. Is it not? Is that not thrown in the no, towel? But are you not thrown in the no, towel? Thrown in the towel. But what yeah. you want to do? Criminalize them all. So what well, they're we already criminalized. But they're already okay, criminalized. Okay. Well, let, let's not let, let's not try and help them. I'm just trying to take. Well, then uh, let me ask you a question. Do, do, okay, but do you think it should be decriminalized? It, not the. I, I think we should go down a medical route where, where mm. the likes of heroin intervenes oh. users because that's a that's a that's a heavy drug to get off. No, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm not asking you coke. that. I'm asking a lot you. Of people that do the coke and the ecstasy and all, they are recreational party users. They will go to work all week. But the people I am talking about are the heroin addicted, the crack cocaine addicted. These this fentanyl, if it ever hits this country, we are screwed. Now we need to get them people in somewhere where we have a chance of talking to them. It's ten come in and we say for isn't that well water yeah I, I'm not and familiar drugs, with this I, I, by the way I'm not familiar with this drug you may be this one they're talking about uh, so these people dozens of people have suffered an overdose this week by taking I heroin about that, yeah. yeah it was laced with nitazine laced with something nitazine yeah. I've never see, heard this of is, this is synthetic this is all the it synthetic, is synthetic yeah. now. They're, they're mixing it down to get to get more out of, more out of their, obviously, of the quantity they have. So they mix it down and mix it down. But they have to find something that's going to give them the same effect and buzz. These heroin dealers don't care. So what do we do? No. Just leave, leave the people that are strung out on the heroin to the heroin dealers and the court system and the prison system, and then they end up... But by by, by putting it... Well, hang on, Jason. By putting in an injection centre, are you not enabling a problem? 
It, like, yeah, you wouldn't put in a, fr- a pub giving out free drink for alcoholics, ah, would come you? Here, come here, come here. My very first, come here, Noel. My very first AA meeting was next door to a pub, Noel. No, but I'm just saying, you wouldn't deal with the alcohol problem by building a pub in the middle of town that gave out free shots. You know yeah. what I mean? No, they did. But, Noel, when you go to an AA centre, right, the very first one I went to, and there's a lot of recovering alcoholics allowed this place, we could hear them rolling the barrels into the second pub because the, the door that we went in and then the cellar door were right beside each other. Okay. No, but that, yeah, but no, you're missing the point I'm making. You know, I understand. Let's let, and I agree with Glenda. There should be better rehab, better, better programs for people to go on to get off drugs. We should be encouraging people off drugs. But building a centre where you're more or less saying, "Come on in here, and you can do it safely without being arrested." Okay, so what? Do you know okay, what I mean? so what's the alternative? Okay, now what's the alternative? They're out there. We let them drop on the streets, or we pick them up when they when we catch them, throw them into the prison, and they're doing dirty heroin in there. So, and, oh, then, well, and then he come out well, that, now that's not the alternative because they shouldn't be doing dirty drugs in, in jail right or in cells for that matter right because that shouldn't be allowed and I know the prison officers allow them to do it for a quiet life right and that's so well known so, you know? so it's there already Noel is what you're saying so, yeah, but, but so, it so should yeah, but we, we need to yeah, but you need to crack down on it. they keep going on about this we've lost the war on drugs we've never really no, no, had no, no. We've never had a war on drugs because we turn a blind eye to it. So look at the boardwalk in Dublin. It's riddled with dealers and the guards walk by them every day. Noel, Noel, there's too much money involved in it. Plus, what do we do with it? Do we just flood the prisons? Do we just flood the prisons that were heroin users? No. Because what, what, so what do we do? You put them, you, put, you pick them up and put them into rehab. Sorry, Glenn, what do you want to say? But, but, hang on, hang on, Jason. This is what we need to build. This is what we need to build is when we do pick them up, for um, criminal activity or disturbing the peace or like that. It's into safe environments they need to go. Not prisons, into a safe environment where they can And how do we get them off the heroin? How do we get them off the heroin? Okay, here's my plan. I'm the leader of the country, right? I'm going to set aside half a billion. I want to build a specific prison. Not so much a prison, but a rehab centre. A rehab centre that they're not allowed to leave until they're off drugs. Well, how yes. do we get them off the drugs? Do we let them go through cold turkey or do we get the methadone? No, I don't. I'm not an, I'm not an expert. You, you put experts in there that deal with that and show them how to do that. I don't know the best way to do it. I'm assuming Noel, cold turkey is not the best way. Noel, Noel, I am. I was in treatment, okay? And I studied up in it when I came over to make sure I never went there. You put them through cold turkey. You put 10 people through cold turkey. Six of them are going to end up seriously, seriously mentally damaged throughout life. And not only that, it is cruel. Okay. It no, is cruel. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know how to get people off drugs. I'm not an expert. So what I'm saying is you build a specific unit that you're not allowed to leave. So if a person is picked up because they're injecting on the streets or they're robbing handbags because they're injecting on the streets, whatever they're doing, they're picked up by the guards, they're brought to court. The judge doesn't send them to Mountjoy. He sends them there until they're clean. Okay, and they come yes. back out and they, and and they, they go back on deep. drugs. But then they go there? back in again if they go back on drugs. And so it's just another revolving door. Ah, stop. At least you're doing something, well, Jason. If you become clean, you will not want to make your body dirty again. Uh, no, that's not true either. Well, I, I, I think, to be fairness, in fairness to what Glenda is saying, a lot of people that will go off drugs have a good chance of staying off them. Oh, yeah. But there's also a lot that will go straight back on oh, them yeah. as soon as the next well, well, then you deal with, well, then you pick them up again the next time they do something wrong and you put them back in again. You have a facility that can handle the numbers that we need because we don't have that at the moment. But we need to put some money into it and put it somewhere, obviously, away from housing estates and away from people because people don't want to see it. So you want Thank to know. So one more thing, Noel. One, one more thing. Sorry, Noel. Yeah. One more thing. 
why people go back on drugs most times because they've nowhere to live, no job, no money, no prospects. So what do we do then in this in this place you want to put them in? There? Well, I would do the exact same as I would do with the prison service, which is a disaster in this country because people walk out of prison in this country and they have nowhere to live and they turn to crime and go back into jail again, right? We need to have services and support services for people who come out of jail. Money should go into that as well. I should be running this country. It's yeah, not that difficult. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not rocket science. No, we know that. No, we all know that. But the, the people like us won't run this country. I'm sorry. It's not rocket science either. Hmm. But I, I can tell you now, Jason, as far as I'm concerned, injection centres are not the answer because you've got two problems. One, I believe, like Glenda, you're enabling a problem. And the second part of it is for at least a two-mile zone or whatever it is around that injection centre, there can be no law in relation to Class A drugs because how could you do that because then they couldn't bring the drugs with them? The alternative is then just to lock them all up in Mount Joy and flood Mount Joy. No, I wouldn't put them in Mount Joy. Should that be pointless? But, but, no. then the, but the, what, they are going to do it regardless. And what I'm saying to you is, Noel... These people are going to do it regardless, at least in an injection centre or a health environment. Right, okay, you're going to be in them. At least there's somebody there that's going to be able to talk to them. Okay, well, hang on. Let me just go to Breda if I can, because I've got about three minutes before the news there. Breda, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Good. Breda, how would you like an injection centre in Maynooth in your area? Well, I've no problem with having an injection centre as long as it's not in a residential area or beside schools. I mean... You know, if if you can, like, even if it's in, say, the community centre or something, they're allocated a certain amount of time there. I have no problem with that, Niall. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's going to keep, like, needles being left dropped around all over the place. And, you know, like in America now, the amount of homeless people that are on drugs and just on the floor the whole day. And it's, oh, I know. It's, it's heartbreaking to see. I've but, seen know, the videos I, in San Francisco in particular of people literally yeah, like yeah, like yeah. zombies. They're on fentanyl yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, really bad, you know. Like, but you see, New York and them, you might see them in the summer, you won't see as much of them in the winter because it gets so cold in New York, Boston, Chicago. They're all going down to LA, San Fran, um, Seattle, LA, Seattle because it's warm. It's ever like I would consider it chilly there at times, but in comparison to what it would be up in Chicago, it's minus 15, mm. it's a walk in the park. So they're all encouraged to go down there. But it's, it's got so much worse since COVID. Oh, I know. Um, I, I've seen the videos of the tents all along the streets and people lying the streets and people just staring into space. It's yeah, just like they're, like, it's like they're zombies. They're like zombies. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. And Empty can you blame shows. them now? Yeah. No, that's the new drug that they're on. What, what, okay, sorry for example. Jason, what is that drug that's caused? Is that that's, fentanyl? It's, it's, it's a fentanyl and it's mixed with something else that's coming up from Mexico. Wow. Um, because, uh, the, 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 um, you, you, you've seen that documentary on your man, that pharmaceutical fella. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's all to do with that. They've literally flooded the market that much. That, and these are all liberal cities. Um, Seattle, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, California. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're all, most of them are run by Democrats, and we know where they're going at the moment over in America. So, Breda, you, just, you wouldn't like one in your area? because people have to, you know, I want to be able to walk out the door and feel that I'm going to be safe. Um, you know, but I have no problem with their having centres in, in allocated areas. But don't put it up beside a child's school or something. They don't need to see people walking in and out in a daze and wondering what's going on. Most kids are cute enough now, they probably have an idea. But is a centre the answer where you're giving people permission to take drugs? But you're going to take them one way or the other. It's like... 
It's like saying a 16-year-old can't have sex. You're not, you're not giving have permission. Sex for the, for the you want them Sorry, to or not. Else. Do you know, like, it's not going to, like, what harm is it doing to give them somewhere that's safe for them as well? Like, it works both ways. It's a safe space for them to go in and do what they have to do. But they can't, you know, they're not allowed to carry needles out of the place or they're given drop off. You know, the needle drops mm. to put the yeah. needles into. So it's all a safer environment. They're not sharing needles. So hopefully they're not passing on you know, any kind of diseases or anything like that. So I don't... Yeah. Sorry, just finally, before we get to the news, Jason, Jason, do you think people would actually use them? Because here's the thing, if you put one at Merchant's Key, for example, right, are, are, you know, drug users from Tala and Finglas and everywhere else, are they all going to get a dart or a bus in or whatever it is, a Lewis (laughs) in to do do their drugs? They're in their arse. If 10 come in and think that there is sales there, because a lot of them do want to get off, right, but there is nowhere for them. I'm just going for the, if there's somebody in there for them, now you don't give them a car, a car plan that you can come in here for the rest of your life every day of the week and just bang up heroin. You have to engage. That That's going to be the conditions on using it. We're going to help you. We're going to give you this, but there's a time limit on it. You know, there, there is professionals out there. And the best people yeah. to get through to these are people who have came off it. Not people who have spent four years in college reading a book. That yeah. annoys the shit yeah. out of me. These so-called experts yeah. and psychologists that have not lived in the second real world. You know, they've done yeah. it in college and they think they know it. Come to people who have turned their lives around. I lost everything, Lloyd. You know what I've told you this before. I lost everything. Beautiful house, beautiful wife, four beautiful second kids. All because I was a gobshite and a party pit. I loved partying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I got yeah. my life back together because I, I listened to people and people with experience. And that, that, that's been honest with you. The, the fellow who came in and when they sent people okay. in, we used to take the piss out of them. So I knew that real people did And they changed my life around. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.